You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. What's up, y'all? We're back. Hello. We were just testing the mic. <laughs> we just got... You don't even want to know what the things that we were saying. We just got a new mic and we were getting like all sensual while we were testing it. We were welcome. like, welcome to Heart and Soul. <laughs> I, I think we should change the intro. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't need to tell you all that, I guess, but I just felt like I should be vulnerable this whole time. Um, hey, y'all, we're back. Episode three coming at you. Um, we have had a week, haven't we, Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah. It's been been kind of crazy. It's been crazy. So um, we're going to start off with our happies and crappies. Let's just get right into it. What you got for me? Let's see. Um, Happies, again, like the response to this podcast has been unreal. So that would definitely be one. Um, The other was I had a really awesome weekend. Um, Both of my parents and Jordan's parents came into town and we went to a really fun event and we just had a really great time. That's Plus, great. Your birthday party was also. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for that. I figured, I figured that. <laughs> I saw your face. Like, um, I'm like, you, hmm, you missed or? something. That's well, crazy. I thought that was going to be yours. I didn't want it to will like, be mine. your thunder. But um, crappies, I guess, would just be that I kind of spread myself a little too thin last week and got a little stressed out with all the things that I had to do. And it was part of my New Year's resolution to not do that anymore. So. Mm. I'm working on it. We're getting there. It's you know what? The, the first step is admitting it. Yes. That is so true. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for that. What about you? Um, my happies were, I don't know if you heard, but I had a birthday party. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I turned 30 last week. That was, Hello. yeah. What's up? How does it feel to be 30? It feels, um, I feel wise. Mm-hmm. I feel much wiser. I feel much older. I feel, um, I just... I feel like this is going to be my best decade yet. I agree with um, you. Mainly because it started off with a Taylor Swift-themed birthday party on Friday night, which was so fun. It really was. Everyone, everyone who, did a great job dressing up, I have to say. Yeah, everyone who came out really rallied, and they put in their best effort to look like Taylor Swift. Chelsea was from the Red Album. Mm-hmm. I was Reputation Taylor. Um, we had a photo booth. We had a red lipstick station. We had red cupcakes, red punch. Well, that was a little more pink, but it was still yeah, delicious. it was still it was really still good, thing, and it was really delicious. Um, and then we also had pictures of Taylor literally everywhere in the room. So it was my dream night. <laughs> <laughs> what about your crappy? Um, it's been a tough week for me professionally. Um, just going through some like changes, trying to figure out like my future and what I want to focus my time on and then mm-hmm. figuring out, I'm sure everyone can relate to this, but how to like financially support that as well. Um, a freaking mess. Yeah. So I've, um, I've had to make a lot of changes and also, um, just like trust and faith for some things that God will provide. So that's scary. It's a crappy, but it's also like really cool because you have to act in faith, which is, yeah. Really, We're trying to preach. Really hard. <laughs> It is. Size takes I, deep breath. I can breath. feel it. Though. I can feel it in my bones. That oh, voice crack. Yeah. Puberty. Running. Puberty. <laughs> I can feel it in my bones that it's going to be a good year for both of us. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to be easy, but I feel like if we keep looking at things in the positive way that we have been, they're going to just continue 
yeah working out like they have been yeah and I feel like anytime God gives you like a calling or a gift to and you start acting out in it like Mm -hmm. the enemy's just gonna attack you and because you're doing something good with it Mm -hmm. so we just gotta be on guard you know and we're strong I believe that. <laughs> Speaking of strong, we are going to be interviewing each other today. Um, so we are going to be asking each other questions about life, our fitness journey, our relationship with exercise, our body image, all the things. Um, so hopefully this will allow y'all to get to know us a little bit better um, because we want to be completely real and raw with y'all so we want you to feel like you're just hanging out with us in our living room like you're hanging with your girlfriends um so we hope that this helps you get to know us a little bit better and some of you sent in some really awesome questions on our instagram so we're definitely going to cover those today Mm -hmm. um but yeah how should we start (laughs) well i mean i can i can interview you first okay we both just kind of as a background have a very different story of yeah, fitness journeys and how we got to where we are now. So, um, but I feel like we landed somewhere on the same like common ground. So it'll kind of be, I'm interested to see how we both like conclude yeah. where we're at today. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I will, I can start off interviewing you if you want. Okay. We'll just like, we'll just start and let it flow. Yeah. Y'all are just hearing all the behind the scenes things. Yeah. We don't do a lot of planning. <laughs> But, you know, we just want to be real. Yeah, it's all about authentic. being authentic. Hashtag authentic. Okay. Um, so in the first podcast, you kind of touched on the fact that before moving to Wilmington, you were struggling with a you know, body image disorder, mm-hmm. disorder and eating disorder. I wanted to ask you, like, what was the moment that you realized there was a problem? And yeah. um, what do you think it was that triggered the start of it? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question, and um, I think I'm just going to go into a little bit of background so that I can answer this properly and it makes sense. But I, so I like had never really struggled with body image. Um, I mean, like I did, like any woman does, mm-hmm. um, but I never. I remember I would be like at camp or a camp counselor for because I worked at a camp for so long, and I would have um, my campers come up to me and say that they struggled with body image or they had an eating disorder, and I like couldn't even get to that point of empathy with them because I was like, how? Like, how did you're beautiful and like I love food. Mm-hmm. Like, it just didn't. Something with that just never clicked with me, and then. Um, when I decided to go on a diet for the first time was during a very like high extreme um, stress time for me. So I was like entering into this new corporate position in the real world, my first big girl job. Mm -hmm. And I was given some pretty hefty accounts to manage by myself. And so I was just really stressed. And with that stress, I was starting this diet because I wanted to – I honestly – I think I started with good motives of like wanting to be healthy. Um, I'd gained some weight after college and I was like ready to lose that. And I just kind of wanted to feel better. But then because I was so anxious and stressed in my job, it led to like the only, it it led to the only thing that I could control in life was what I ate and how I exercised. So I almost used that as an outlet um, to have some sort of control over my adult life. Which, if you've ever been 22 living in the real world for the first time, you're just like, 
it's overwhelming. And so I think I just like put all of my effort and time into my body, um, which in return is always, if you feel like you're in control of anything in your life, it's always going to yield harm because, um, in the end, God is in control. And if you're not like relying on him for, for a certain aspect of life, it's going to go chaotic. Mm -hmm. And so that's what happened with me is I, I just kept losing weight and actually really liking it. Like I had never been someone who, um, was super thin. And so it was really like, I, actually really liked when people would be like, oh my gosh, you look so skinny or you look so, so much thin. What are you thinner? What are you doing? Um, so I, I think I like latched onto those compliments and those would propel me into like Mm -hmm. going further into it. So anyways, the point at which I, um, kind of admitted to myself that I was going through something much deeper than, um, I had, thought I was, <laughs> was, so I was, at, I had left that crazy, um, corporate job and I had started working for this ministry that I love. That's actually how I came to know the Lord Sky Ranch. It's, um, a Christian summer camp in Texas where in East Texas near where I'm from. And I was working in their corporate office in Dallas at this time and kind of like separating my life. So I was like working for this ministry and then on the flip side, when I would go home at night, I was like destroying my body and lying to people about it. Um, not blatantly, but just like in denial completely about it. So actually I worked for these really strong, um, empowered women who, um, loved and cared about me. And because they loved and cared about me, they, um, the CEO of the ministry, as well as the HR director called me into a big, like, boardroom just the three of us for a meeting and I don't know I guess I thought maybe like maybe I'm getting a raise or I don't know like a promotion or something but it was to talk about my weight um so they had been obviously notice noticing at that point I was probably like 92 pounds so they had obviously noticed that there was a problem and graciously and really um gently they they approached me about it and they were like, we're worried about you. We love you. There's been talk amongst employees. And I think that when I of course denied it in that conversation, I was like, I'm fine. I'm eating. I swear everything's fine. But, um, in that, in my mind, in that moment, I was like, there's something wrong, Mm -hmm. but I still didn't admit it to the public yet. When I admitted it to the public was when a couple months later I went to this church service and the Lord just like broke me in the middle of the worship um, in middle of worship. And I went up to the person at the front who I didn't even know and asked if they would pray for me and said out loud for the first time, I have a problem with my body. Wow. Yeah. So it was a process. It wasn't like, like there were little things where I was like, eh, it's kind of weird. I should probably admit this, but mm-hmm. I'm not ready. It took a while. Right. That was a really long winded answer. No, no, that was perfect. Um, I also wanted to circle back on the comment you made about liking it when people were mm-hmm. giving you those compliments because I've been there too. Yeah. I, I was in kind of the opposite end of the spectrum, but it almost makes me think about like how we respond to others and like the compliments that we give people. Like it's probably important that we don't say things like, oh my gosh, you're so skinny. Yes. Or, you know what I mean? Like we don't know what their problems are, are and what their struggles are and what they're going through. Um, yeah, totally. 
And if it is something like that, then it's not a compliment that we want to give someone. Like, you know, I've had friends that I've known that have, that have gone through things or experienced breakups or grief and they get really thin and, and it's not in a healthy way, yet they're getting all these compliments. Oh, you look amazing. And yeah, like, and that's not going to stop you. It's not going to be the healthiest thing to hear, whether... Right. You know what I mean? I so. think that you do a really good job of, what do you call it, like, uh, I think you call it diet talk or... Diet culture. Diet culture mm-hmm. um, of of really being discerning with your words. And I think that's really important for women um, because we are such feelers that, like, words mean so much to us. Mm-hmm. So if we hear that we're looking skinny, like, we take that in and we run with it. Exactly. Or if we hear that um, we look tired, we're like, oh, my gosh, am I ugly? You right. know, like, right. so I maybe we're uber sensitive, but I think it's just God's given us this side of, I mean, we're created in his, him, in his image, so I think he's given us this, like, empathetic, um, emotional side because he's emotional, and we just, like, take words and run with them. So yeah. I think it is really important how you talk to people. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for that background. Yeah. Um, how were? How would you say your family and your friends responded to you during that time? Like, it's kind of crazy to me that it took. I mean, though you worked at a ministry, so those people obviously are coming from a good place, but it's kind of crazy that they were the ones to have their intervention with you when maybe yeah. the people closest to you were afraid to do that. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I do think that looking back, there were times where my friends obviously were worried about me and expressed that to me, but I wasn't ready to hear it. Right. Um, I think that that's a really hard situation to be in. I've been on the opposite side where I have a friend who is struggling with um, losing a bunch of weight, and I can tell, but they can't tell yet. And so it's that it's that we're almost too close that I don't want to like hurt right, you, but right. how do I do this in love? Yeah. Um, I really do think like that my mom handled it the best way. Um, I also, so the way she handled it was she just believed whatever word that I said, but she kept good watch on me. Mm-hmm. So if she would think that I wasn't eating enough, she would ask me, are you eating enough? And if, even if I said, yeah, I am, which was a lie, right. she would, um, believe that, but then also like encourage me to like eat more, right. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it, there, when you're on that, when you're on the side of of when you're on the eating disorder side, you're in a defense mechanism at all times. Like you're in this bubble where you're constantly defending yourself, and so I think the way you approach that is through love, through being gentle, through time, um, and through like. You can you can approach that if you're in someone's daily grind with them. You know, like if you're like, hey, listen, I love you so much. And I noticed we went to lunch the last two weeks together and you didn't touch your food. Mm-hmm. Or um, we were working out the other day and after we were done, you went and ran five more miles. Like, is everything okay? I just mm-hmm. want to make sure. Mm-hmm. And it does help if you've been through something like that before. But I think just acting from a place of... I really care about you. I really want to walk with you through this and not tell you what's wrong with you. Right. But like you said, if you or whoever, you know, in your life might be going through that isn't ready to hear it or doesn't understand that it's a problem, 
I mean, you can you can approach it all you want, and I don't think it. Maybe those little comments will add up, but until they're ready to. Yeah, it it really does come to that point where when they're ready, and that's why I said walk with them, like don't give up on them Mm -hmm. because they will realize it eventually in their own time, um, and they're going to turn to the person who loved them through it. Right. The people that give up on them or um, use their words to as jabs towards them to like accuse them of things. I think that that's they're not going to turn to that person when they're ready to heal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just walk with them. I love that. So fast forward to when that moment came for you, where you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I have a problem. I need to start taking some steps toward recovery. Yeah, I know part of that was moving here to Wilmington. Mm-hmm. What was what came next? Well, before that, I once I realized I had a problem, I called a counselor. And I fully, fully encourage this for anyone, even if you don't even know what your problem is and you just want to talk to someone, call a counselor. Um, So I met with this Christian counselor for like four months before I moved here. And um, that was really helpful for me. I think that um, anyone can probably agree that when you talk to someone who doesn't know your story, it just seems a little easier sometimes. Like, um, it's almost easier to approach a stranger and like let it all out on them instead of going to someone that, you know, Mm -hmm. which is sad, but true. Um, well, there's, there's preconceived notions, there's background, there's relationships, there's history there. Mm -hmm. And with my counselor, Angie, she was the best. Um, she was a Christian, which, which I really desired in someone who was going to give me good counsel, but also she, um, is a professional, you know, like she's a professional in that field in in anxiety and eating disorders. So she had legit stats for me. She had really good homework for me to practice when I got home. Um, and she was a good sounding board. So I definitely recommend counseling. Um, and then starting to tell the people in your close circle, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going through. I'm ready to admit it. Can you help me? Right. Stay accountable. So in those days where you were going through it, like what were some changes that you consciously made? Like what were some of those homework assignments she would give to you? Yeah. So some of them were like really specific. Like I want you to eat this Mm -hmm. Um, and like, don't throw it up. (laughs) Um, I can laugh about it now, but um, she had me schedule an appointment with a doctor, Mm -hmm. like a real doctor about um, my food and my nutrition, which I did. Um, She, had me ask someone to be my accountability partner. So that was a a big step because I had to tell someone everything that I was dealing with and then they would continually follow up with me. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, things like that. I think accountability is probably the biggest. Yeah. That helped me. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure including the people you surrounded yourself with too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How, so how would you describe your relationship with food and fitness in your body today? Um, like, do you feel it, like you've completely overcome or is it a no, constant thing? I think it's going to be a constant thing. I do believe that I'm overcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that um, what I went through was a part of my story for a purpose, obviously because God wanted me to use that to encourage other women who are going through it. But um, – I do think that my relationship with food will always be a little tricky. Mm -hmm. I I think that now I understand 
the importance of, of giving yourself actual nutrition instead of starvation, fueling fueling your body. Um, because I really, I think another reason why I'm so, um, into fitness is because of that, like conquering feeling of like Mm -hmm. conquering a workout or finishing a race. Um, because your body can do so much more and so much stronger than you think it is. But yeah, I my relationship with food has has changed into fueling my body. Um, it's also become, I used to count calories. And if I didn't log it into my fitness pal, I would count it in my head because I'd memorized every, what every calorie was for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read this book um, a couple years ago that was about like eating when you're hungry and like fulfilling like that desire in the moment so that you don't like binge later or... Um, so that you don't have this unhealthy relationship with like good tasting food. Right. And that really helped me. It's called why wait, um, which is spelled spelled like W E I G H T. I like that. Yeah. Um, gotta love a good pun. So yeah, I think that my, my personality, my relationship with, with food is always going to be like, um, bumpy, but I think it's the healthiest it's been in the last six years right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're doing a great job. Thanks. So for to kind of like wrap this piece of it up a little bit for anyone, girls, women of any age struggling with this today mm-hmm. and they're listening, what would be your biggest piece of advice to give them? My biggest piece of advice would be to admit to yourself that it's okay to not be okay. Like, it's okay that I'm in this spot. What can I do to change it? Um, And I would just start with that one small step of letting someone who loves you and who's, like, in your daily life know what's Mm -hmm. going on and just say, hey, I'm not okay. We've all been there. We've all had seasons of extreme struggle or extreme disappointment in ourselves. And um, we were built for relationships. So I feel like if you – really lean into someone who loves you, they're going to love you through it. Uh, So I would just say my biggest advice would be be okay with not being okay and be okay with telling someone that you're not okay. I love that. And also, like, you won't believe this now if you're currently going through it, but you are beautiful the way God created you. But that's something you got to learn. It might take a while. It might take a while, yeah. Yeah. Well, not that I – Love that you had to endure those hardships, but I'm glad that you did because it's Me too. so amazing what you're doing with your ministry, Soul Fitness, and you're inspiring so many women, including me. So I am really proud of you and so glad to call you my friend. Thanks. I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I, I think that no time that God gives us is wasted, even if it's like bad times. So um, we can always use the valleys for hit, like to for his good, mm-hmm. you know. So, thank you for saying that. Absolutely. All right, Chels. I'm not, Where I'm When my question for you is, you're so my first question is, you're so like certified in all the things <laughs> that um when like when did your your fitness journey begin? Mm-hmm. So, growing up, I never really was super active. I rode horses my whole life since I was eight years old. That was always my world. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing else mattered. I was that horse girl in fifth grade. Um, 
Well, and while that was physical, it wasn't like, you know, playing on a sports team or anything like that. So I did dive into that here and there throughout middle school and high school, but I still needed to prioritize my passion, which was that. Um, and then I got to college and originally I wanted to go for veterinary medicine because I'm a horse girl. Yeah. And I, it's your new nickname, by the way. Yeah. Horse girl. <laughs> oh, trust me. That's for you. That kids were mean, but I never really cared. Yeah. Um, so upon getting to college, I was a biology major and then quickly was like, yeah, no, no, <laughs> this is not what I'm going to do. And so I started off at ECU, um, a couple years later, I guess halfway through like my sophomore year, I was like, yeah, this is just not the environment that I want to be in. I had changed already to a nursing major thinking, okay, well, if I'm not going to do this, I want to be in the health field somehow. And it was so stressful and so competitive And upon the time that I figured out that I wanted to leave ECU and come with a fresh start to UNCW, I was like, well, if I'm going to transfer school, then I might as well also change my major because I don't see myself being a nurse anymore either. Yeah. I had way too many majors in college. But (laughs) um, (laughs) all that being said, I got on the UNCW like uh, catalog, you know, and was like, what is the closest thing? to the nursing major that has all the same prerequisites so that I don't have to start over yeah. <laughs> when I get there. Exactly. And that happened to be exercise science. Okay. So that's really how I landed in that for my degree. I wasn't like, I love fitness. Let me do this. It was like, well, I don't really want to start over. This was really hard work to take all these sciences yeah. and anatomy. So I'm going to apply it to whatever I can. And then I'm just going to figure it out on the way. And so it wasn't until probably like my senior year that I really started digging into those deeper courses about nutrition, about movement, about, you know, healthy lifestyle habits. And at that point, I probably put on 20 to 30 pounds since high school. I just did not have healthy eating habits. I drank all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't really have the education, I guess, behind everything. Like I would still go to the gym every now and then, but nothing was ever routine for me, mm-hmm. which is crazy to look back on now because I'm like, God, if I ever went back to that lifestyle, I don't know what the heck I would do. Yeah. Um, and I don't really even know what sparked it for me, but I guess my senior year, I was really just starting to look into my future and think, okay, what am I going to do with this degree? And if it's going to be anything related to health and fitness, training of any kind, physical therapy of any kind, I want to be practicing what I preach and I want to be okay with my body and feel like I'm capable of doing some of these things. So really all I started to do was, you know, go to the gym 30 minutes a day. My, I had the same routine. I would get on the Stairmaster for 30 minutes. I'd run a mile on the track and then two to three days of the week, I'd go downstairs and do selectorized training, mm-hmm. um, strength training. And I kind of paid a little bit more attention to what I was eating. I stopped partying on the weekends quite as often. Not completely, because it was college. Still had my my fun. Still had your time there. Um, But all those consistent days just started to add up. And I really wasn't, I know this sounds like, not like, woe is me. I didn't get obsessed with it. But I really didn't get on the scale or anything like that. I was just feeling so much better. Mm. And I would notice my clothes fitting differently and people coming up to me and asking me how I did it. Oh my gosh, you look so great. What have you been doing? And then I was like, oh my gosh, I actually do look so much better. But it was more for me how I felt. Like I was so much more confident and my energy was better. And 
So it wasn't until other people started noticing that I actually figured out, oh, shoot, I did lose some weight. And then by the end of the year, I was like 20 to 30 pounds lighter than I was. Mm. Still wasn't um, completely where I wanted to be with like a good balance of what I was doing in terms of my workouts because I was just like kind of one of those cardio bunnies that like all I did was that. Yeah. And that's what I had to do. Um, so I guess that's the background on how I got into it. But upon graduating, I still didn't even really know what I wanted to do. I was kind of freaking out at my own graduation party. People would be like, what are you doing with your life? I I hated that question. "Um, I'm going to figure it out. And I remember specifically, I was at the UNCW gym and some stranger came up to me and she said, I noticed you've been here every day. You're so consistent. I can like tell your hard work. And like, how did you do that? I want to know like what got you there. And that's kind of what sparked the, hey, I think I could help other people do this. Mm. Like having all these questions, I wanted to help people. Um, my Enneagram number is a two in case anyone knows that, which is You're the helper. helper. <laughs> so um, mine's a six, which is like the anxious one. <laughs> so it all makes sense. Too, don't you? <laughs> Don't you think I did? But um, that's where that all kind of started. So after I graduated, I started off just personal training in people's homes just to kind of get my foot in the door and then eventually got a job um, training at the Duke Health and Fitness Center, which was like a God thing because I happened to meet my post-college roommate at the time. Shout out Laura if you're listening. I love you. Hi, hi, hi. And she had had an internship at Duke and got me an interview and I had like no experience with group exercise at all but they took a chance on me I got certified in personal training um, and then I also started working at a commercial gym personal training clients there so I was driving from Durham in the mornings 45 minutes to Durham to Duke and then I would go all the way to the other side of Raleigh to go train 10 to 15 clients at a gym so I was like hustling hard for a good I want to say like seven to eight months before I ended up getting my job at SAS, which was full time for several years. And I loved it there because they they invested in me and it was there that I got certified in yoga and cycle and my medical exercise specialist cert and all those things. Um, And that really just gave me the ability to be versatile in what I do and really figure out what I actually loved the most. So I know that was a really long way of getting No, there. I mean, that was great. I, I learned some things about you that I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, so have you ever had, when you were starting to lose weight and hear those compliments, mm-hmm. did you ever get to a place where you had an unhealthy relationship with food? Or has that always been something that... Mm, I would say... Or even exercise. Yeah. Like you said, you're a cardio bunny. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it ever got to the place where it was unhealthy. Like before that, I had tried Weight Watchers and like Atkins diet in high school and all that seven. That just didn't work because it wasn't sustainable. Um, I don't think it, so I don't think it was unhealthy at that point because really all I did was just make subtle changes and like try to eat healthier for the most part and cut a few things out here and right. there. But I would say that I just didn't understand it completely. Like I did think oh, I should probably just work out longer today if I'm going to go drink tonight. You know, that type of thing. So it was more just my mindset probably wasn't where it should have been, but it wasn't detrimental necessarily. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? How do you 
after everything you've been through and Mm -hmm. all the certifications that you have and all the knowledge that you have on nutrition now, how do you view your body today? It took a really long time to get here. Um, And it's, it's crazy because sometimes I look back, like I feel like I've my entire life had a really poor body image and I don't really know what started that, but it's sad because I can look back at pictures from when I was like 10, 11, 12 years old, you know, middle school. And I remember how I felt then. And I felt like I was fat or Mm -hmm. bigger than my friends. And I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so small. And it's so sad to think that. Yeah. I don't know where it shifted. I think more in in my certifications, in my helping other people, my relationship with Jordan, like all the things kind of coming full circle that have made me confident in who I am. Yeah. I finally feel like I've reached a place where I'm I'm so much kinder to myself and I celebrate my body for what it can do for me mm. instead of That's huge what it looks like because I I know that I'm never gonna have like really small legs it's just not in my genetics I'm just that's how I'm built and I'm okay with that because guess what I can deadlift circles around people and, and and I love that and I I like I said I don't really know what what got me to that place but I'm so so much happier to be here and I that's one of the things I wish so many other women could get to this place yeah even through my photography I have girls all the time especially women and moms that are like can you please photoshop my arms or oh my gosh I hate the way I look here and I'm just I want them to look back on the photos and remember how they felt in that moment Mm. and that's so much more important yeah I feel like you have this like really natural confidence about you that is so encouraging to women when they're around you because they just feel like completely comfortable being themselves because you're comfortable in your own skin. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so if you could tell any, if you could tell women any piece of encouragement or any piece of advice when it comes to body image, what would you, what would you tell them? That's tough. I would just, I guess going back to what I said, like focus on the things that are good and the things that you love and, Mm -hmm the things that you get the most joy out of and making those healthy changes are going to add up. And sure, you might notice some good changes in your body, but if overall you feel joy and you feel energized and you feel healthy, you're going to see your body differently. Mm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like looking back on pictures of my college days when I was 30 pounds heavier, I don't hate those pictures because necessarily I was 30 pounds heavier I just remember I felt like crap. Yeah. I didn't love myself. I wasn't treating my body well. I wasn't moving. Yeah. Um, So I think looking at it from the bigger picture. um, And then also a lot of women, especially a lot of my mom clients, would always say, you know, their biggest obstacle was time or they, they have kids and they're too busy with that or their families or whatever. And I want to say to them, if you're not taking care of yourself, and you're not giving 100% of yourself, like, you're not going to be able to give that to your family either. Mm-hmm. Like, your health goes hand in hand with taking care of your children and your relationships and your job, you know? Right. So, yeah. That's- yeah, I think it's getting to that point where you do you you find what brings you joy, mm-hmm. and then you want to keep doing it. Exactly. 
Yeah. I always say to people who are like worried about buying a gym membership, which I know they're super expensive these days, but Mm -hmm. I'm always like, wouldn't you rather just save some extra money to invest in your health, Mm -hmm. which is the most important thing you have to steward? I know. And then like, that's all you. Yeah. And then take care of that. That's all you got. You only get it for a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, well, thank you thank for you. sharing your story. Do you want to touch on some questions that absolutely people asked online? How much time do we have? We've got about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, we got some really, really interesting questions. Um, probably, we got a lot, so I'm probably just going to pick a handful of them. Um, this is a really good one. How do you focus on keeping your macros on track without going overboard or going too crazy with it? That is an excellent question. Do you want me to start? Yeah, yeah I don't. I I don't count macros or any of that, so I'm not the person to ask yeah. here. I don't either. Um, <laughs> I never have. I never will. I don't want to develop an unhealthy relationship with food, um, especially. For people that are prone to doing that, I definitely don't recommend tracking by any means. Yeah, and I think it does really work for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can't I, do it. My biggest advice for that would be, instead of looking at it in terms of numbers, just educate yourself first on nutrition um, and like what you're eating. So if I'm eating bread, that's a carb. And if I'm eating meat, that's a protein. You know, just mm-hmm. basics of knowing what you are excuse me, consuming. Um, and then meal prepping or planning, I would say it's just one good way to help keep your meals balanced without putting them all into an app every day. Just planning that out ahead of time, beginning of the week. Hey, here's all the meals that I'm going to make. I'm going to make sure they have a carb, a protein and a healthy fat. And that's going to help you stay on track as well. And then lastly, just staying on point with the 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. One of the nutritionists I used to work with at SAS used to talk about that, how it's important to make 80% of your diet things that you need, healthy, nutritious, whole foods, and then if 20% of it are the things that you just happen to want, that's okay. Yeah, I think that's a really good rule. As long as you keep that balance. Yeah, and it, it takes the pressure off, too, if you're like, like last night, we had ice cream, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, it it's takes really that pressure good. off of like, shaming yourself for that because right. you want to experience life and enjoy the things that you love 100%. aka ice cream yeah. <laughs> um and donuts and all the things yeah um one of our good friends lara asked a question how do you balance the drive to work out with the need to recover hmm. that's a really difficult one for me so i'm i actually know why she asked me right. <laughs> because you probably should. yeah you should probably recover more um I have a hard time with recovery days, like with taking rest days, but actually since being married to Michael, my wonderful husband, um, I have someone around all the time. So I feel like I'm like not able to like get away with exercising seven days in a row. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. Like we usually take a, a day or two in the weekends to rest or a day in the middle of the week or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I have friends who exercise two days on one day off. And I think that's a really good plan. Um, 
So yeah, those rest days are really, really important. They're just really hard to accept when you have an obsession with fitness. Um, Or when you work in the field. Or when you work in the fitness industry. When I was full time and I would teach classes five days a week, if they were intense classes, it would be hard for me to get my own recovery. So maybe on the weekends, I just wouldn't do anything. But I tend to go by depending on what the workout was. So yesterday I had a really hard leg day and I can hardly walk today. So the only thing I'll probably do today is like some cardio, if anything, Mm -hmm. aside from teaching class. And then I just try to never go more than two to three days without movement. Yeah. Yeah. I just see that as my standard. And some, some advice that someone gave me one time is like, maybe don't call it a rest day if that scares you, but call it a less day. Mm -hmm. So like if, if your recovery is, a yoga class where you're doing deep stretches. Mm -hmm. That's great. You're still moving. You still feel like you've accomplished something. Maybe it's a walk around the loop with your girlfriends. That's a good rest day. Um, So if you need to substitute it for something that's less than what you would normally do and that helps you, then do that. Right. Um, Should we we just go back and forth here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This next question is, can you actually see – muscles being built through yoga and I love this question too because obviously I'm obsessed with yoga absolutely yeah for sure yes 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 um and that's something I had to learn after going through an injury where my physical therapist didn't allow me to do all the HIIT training and running and everything like that so I was like freaking out like oh my gosh what am I gonna do and that's when I really started diving heavily into yoga and I'm going to get a little sciencey here for a second. Hit me. Um, the thing about yoga is that not only is it practicing mindfulness and you know stress relief, mobility and flexibility, all that, but it's also training your muscles in so many different ways. So you have isometric contraction, mm-hmm. which is like standing still, holding a posture, much like a plank, where your muscles are firing, but they're not necessarily flexing or extending. They're not necessarily lengthening or shortening, if that makes sense. So anytime you're holding a posture, your muscles and all your stabilizing muscles are firing like crazy, whether you're moving or not. But then you also get the concentric and the eccentric contractions of the muscle, which is the shortening and the lengthening of the muscles while loaded when you might move in and out of a lunge or in and out of a chaturanga push-up or things like that where you are strengthening your muscles while you're elongating them and while you're contracting them. So the fact that yoga embodies like all of those things is a testament to how it really like scientifically works. Do you agree? Oh, I love yoga. And whenever I'm in a consistent either yoga or Pilates or some sort of like mind-body movement um, routine, I am so much stronger in other workouts. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I can tell. You need that help Yeah, you balance. really need that balance. So yeah, I, I definitely recommend yoga, especially Axis Yoga, shout out. Yeah. Um, okay, well, one of my friends asked who's going to win The Bachelor, so I feel like we should just cover this. <laughs> I think Hannah G is going to win. I do too. Yeah. I said that last week. Although... I don't know. I loved Elise last night. Yeah, I really loved Elise. I think she's she's, she's going to go far. Going Hometown to... dates for sure. Yeah, she, I like her a lot. Um. Okay, well, we have to wrap up. So we're going to end with our three favorite questions. Um. So, Chelsea, what is something that you are currently binging? Mm. 
Well, I was binging you. Oh gosh, on Netflix, but I finished it. I know. It sounded I like wanna... you you were saying you were binging you. me. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's called You Y O U on Netflix. It has the um, Dan from Gossip Girl is the main XOXO. character. XOXO. If you watch this, please message me because yeah, me we too. We have been dying to find out who's actually watched it through the end and what they think of it. So yeah, please do. Um, but I finished it, and now I'm just re- re-watching Friends because... Oh, obviously. I love Friends. Classic. What about you? Yeah, I binged you last week. Uh, you know, because I texted you yeah. every second and step of the way. It's amazing. Uh, I also just finished Dirty John, the podcast and the show, and I would highly, highly recommend that. It. It's so it good. On... We bought it on Amazon. Okay. I need to do that. It wasn't that expensive, and, like, you just get so addicted, it's worth it. We're going to the mountains this weekend, and whenever we yeah. do that, like, we don't, like, really leave the house much, so I should yeah, download Yeah, you should something. download it, for okay. sure. Cool. What's the next question? Um, what is something you're excited about right now? My wedding. Yeah! <laughs> Sorry, that was probably super loud for you listeners. It's still a little ways away, but that's... Very high on my list of things to be excited about. Yes. What about you? Um, I'm really excited. I just think I'm really excited for 2019 in general. I feel like mm. God's going to do some big things through. I agree. Through all of this. Um, I do too. I really do. And what is some what is something you love about yourself? I I would have to say it's my ability to always like see the good in things mm. I'm tr- real I really feel like I've that been is trying a gift. to make an effort for that recently and it's I feel like it's manifested so many cool things that have happened if you just change your outlook on things that is a huge gift and you definitely have that yeah what about you um <laughs> I'm crying you're gonna make me cry I I like I like my uh, my strength lately. I've been a pushover a lot of my life yes. sometimes, so I really am appreciating um, my strength, like yes. my inner woman strength. You really have been stepping into that. Yeah, so I um, like that about myself right now. Yay. Um, okay, ladies and gents, if you're listening. We do have some guy listeners. Yeah, so Jordan and Michael out. better be listening too, Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you. <laughs> yeah, we love you. Um, but next week we have a really cool guest coming on, Jana Crittenden, who um, is a bomb wife, mom, and she also is um, the creator of Squeak, which is all organic, all natural, made in her actual home cleaning products. Um, she's just like super spunky, super fun. It'll be a really cool interview um, and you'll have a lot of fun. If you have any questions for us in the meantime, go ahead and email us at heartandsoul, S-O-L-E, podcast at gmail.com. We finally nailed that. We nailed it. We We've gotten it. it wrong every time. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Yes, it is. Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate all the questions. Maybe next episode we'll touch on some more of them since we didn't get everything yeah. today. But have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Love you, mean it. Bye. Bye.